It's big announcement time. Drum roll, please. We are going on tour. Just, 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 yeah. Northern News, live around the north. Of course it's around the north. We're not doing any southern dates on this tour. No way. We are going to the big ones, our big ones in the north. We're going Sheffield. 23rd of June. We're going Hull. 26th of June. We're going Leeds. 27th of June. And we're rounding it off in Manchester. On the 28th of June. What a week. Oh, my God. I, we've done some live shows yeah. in Edinburgh and London. And we love them so much. They are so much fun. We do little fun headlines. There's slides, there's visuals. Oh, it's brilliant. We can't wait to do it and we can't wait to see you there. We'll see you in person. You'll see us in person. You'll see our faces. You'll <laughs> see whatever attempt at merch I've cobbled together in a shed. <laughs> so get your tickets now for the Northern News live tour at plosive.co.uk. That is P-L-O-S. I-V-E.C-O.U-K. We're going to get chunked out of our beans. Let's do it. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello and welcome to Northern News, a podcast with me, Amy Gledhill. And me, Ian Smith. I come from the northern town of Ghoul. And you might be able to tell from my accent, I come from Hull. And to our shame, we have been living in London now for ages. Too long, and we want to catch up with all the news that's been going on up north. This is Northern Northern News. Northern News show where me and Ian, that's Ian. With a Smith. With a Smith. Talk about Northern News stories, of course. If you don't know that by now, episode 15, you need to get your head seen to. If you don't know that by now, if you don't know that. Ian, Mm -hmm. what have you been up to this week, buddy? Have you had a good one? Yes, I have, and about time, dare I say it, Gone into a sensory deprivation flotation tank. Say that one more time. A sensory deprivation flotation tank. (laughs) (laughs) Seems to have chilled you out. A sensory deprivation flotation tank. It fucking relaxed me. No end. It's basically, you get this big old tank. How big's the tank? How many tanks are there in the room? There's one tank per room. You, You get in the room. You lock the door. Right. You have um, a shower. Then you open this big old pod. Big enough, I'd say, for three people to have a little lie down in if they wanted. It's filled with 12 inch deep. Is it a foot? Is 12 inches a foot? Yeah. One subway as you... (laughs) (laughs) Yes! It's a subway. It's a subway deep. One subway deep. That's not as much water as I was expected. It isn't, but listen to this. Please. That water is filled to the fucking brim. Yeah. With Epsom salt. There is half a ton of salt. You can't dissolve that much salt into water, can you? Water can only 
take so much. Isn't that right? Have you ever heard of the sea? Yes. That's got loads of salt in it, yes. famously. Yes, and also it's loads and loads of water. It's not a little piddly puddle. Yeah, but listen. You went to a puddle in a pod. I went to a pod puddle. A salty pod puddle. A salty pod puddle. You just lie in it, then the, How do you the get lid in? comes down. You have to pull the lid down yeah. yourself. You step in as naked as the day you were born. <laughs> no clothes. They say no clothes. Because then they get soggy with the water. You don't get the weightlessness experience. Couldn't you wear like a swimming costume or swimming trunks or something? No. Fuck. You're not supposed to feel your own body. You're just bobbing about the just water's like room meant to temperature. Be like a brain in a jar. You, yeah. You're just thoughts in a box. And you pay for this? Yeah. £45. Fuck. <laughs> £45 for an hour of just me having thoughts. You could get on the Eurostar and see Paris for that. Yeah. But go on, tell me about your puddle box. <laughs> well, I get in there, I'm bobbing about, occasionally hitting the side of the pod. The water's so salty, if you get it in your eye, they've got a spray no. with normal water that you spray into your eyeball to get the salt water no, out. No, I don't want any of this. This sounds awful. It sounds like a very tricky bath. Yeah, it's basically a tricky bath. <laughs> it's a really flirtatious tricky bath. And then when you get out, they don't tell you this when you go in. She was like, oh, you're going to have to drink a lot because you're going to be quite dehydrated because the salt's like seep, sapping it out of your body. This is a nightmare. So I'm drinking loads, having to go to the toilet 24-7. God knows where salt is in my body right now. <laughs> um, Did you get it in your mouth? Well, my lips tasted salt. It tasted like I rubbed like fish and chips all over my head. Now that is a positive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested. Now you're talking. Maybe I don't want that to happen to me, but if my boyfriend went and came back and his head tasted like, like fish, fish and, and chips. chips, I'd be happy with that. Maybe they got advertised like that. Because if your head tastes like fish and chips, <laughs> the whole body will taste like it. <gasps> Popping oh, yeah. a bit of vinegar on your boyfriend, chucking in. <laughs> bit of tartar sauce. Amy, what have you been up to this week? Well, nothing that interesting like you. I've been in my spare time, which is not a lot, I've been setting an alarm on my phone and playing on the Xbox half an hour at a time. Why are you setting an alarm for it? What, like, get up, 5am? <laughs> Waking up. No, because <sighs> I've realised, Ian, there's a game I play. Have you ever played Theme Hospital? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, love that game, my favourite game of all time. Then they brought out Two Point Hospital. Oh, I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and now they've brought out Two Point Campus. I'm running several schools at the same time, Ian. It's an absolute bloody nightmare. But the thing is, I've realised if I don't set an alarm to get off, I could play that for the rest of my life and not eat oh, yeah. or wee or sleep. And it's really bad. It's mad how addictive those But it's those mad how time are. doesn't work properly. Because I'll be like, oh, God, I must have played this for about an hour now. And I'll look and I'll be like... Five hours? It's 4am? Yeah. What do you mean? And I've ruined my... I've, I've been... I, I go through spurts on the Xbox and stuff and I'll play it really intensely for about two weeks and then I'll forget about it for six months. And mm. I'm in I'm in the stage now where it's all I can think about. I don't want to be sat here with you yeah. talking about the North. No, that's fair I'm enough. I'm on my sofa. You want to be running schools. <laughs> I want to be ru running the schools. I've got dormitories to build. It's on it's my so, mind. It's so weird, isn't it, that that's like you're like really just itching to get home. Yeah. And to do some admin. A, yeah, do an admin for I've a been school. ignoring my actual admin because I've got school really? admin to do. But how are these schools doing that you've set up? The thing is, Ian, I'm gifted. I'm very good at it. What can go wrong? What's the worst thing that can happen <laughs> to your school? Nah, I can go wrong. 
Ian, people are dropping out. People are failing. They're hungry. They're tired. They don't have places to sleep. Spies have infiltrated the one I've got at the what? minute. And I'm sat here. Hang on. Spies. Ian. This is absolute. What are they I spying on? I have to on? find the spies and get them out because I've got a spy course. And then moles come in. You have to find the moles and get them out. Hang on. Your school teaches a spy course. Yes, Ian. It's a very good school. It's good that you got spies in. Yeah, but I mean bad spies. Oh. Not the spies that are working for me who are the good spies. Spies that are working for anybody else. They're the, so are, they're the bad spies. Spies. are your spies going to other schools Ooh. to get information? Well, I suppose, yes. That would be wonderful. Mm. I'm, I genuinely think there's a... Is it on the PlayStation as well? Yeah, I think it will be, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I used to love that roller coaster tycoon. All of that stuff. Just killing theme people. Theme hospital, theme park, roller coaster tycoon. Well, that's my life ruined. It's pissing it down. Amy. Hello. We should talk about the news that's going on up north. Up north? What have you found that's been going on in everywhere above? I, I can't remember what we agreed on. It's like Stoke Upwards. Stoke Upwards. I tell you, Ian. And I'm going to use some language that might frighten you just for a minute, but you oh, need to understand God. as a context. Ian, I've got an article about a silly cow. <laughs> okay. Look, I not don't, my I words. don't think you should it's... talk about women like that. <laughs> I'm not, Ian. What? And it's wrong of you to even suspect that I have done so. Really? Yeah, because I'm talking about an actual cow oh. who's actually silly. Well, I think that's fine language-wise then. You, you lured me into a trap. <laughs> I did, I did. What am I like? What am I like? The headline is... Silly cow gets its head stuck in a tree and can't explain what it was doing. Now, there's a problem there, there isn't there yet? <laughs> because I don't care how unsilly a cow you've met, they're still not going to be able to explain what it is they were doing. Smartest cow in the world couldn't explain what it was doing. If it explained what it was doing, the headline would be, the smartest cow in the world <laughs> explains how it got its head stuck in a tree. And then you'd be like, the smartest cow in the world got its head stuck in a tree. That's depressing for that cows. That is depressing. What do you think of cows? <laughs> um, I think they're undervalued as an animal in terms of you, you look at a cow and you yep. think, there goes a walking brick of meat. Oh, really? And they're just, they're just seen. I'm not saying I think Mick this, break. Amy. Mick. It's a, a meat brick. Bricks. Meat that was bricks. McBrook. Meat, McMeat bricks. Muck, muck. I'll have the McMeat brick, please. Oh, look at that. Muck, muck. I'm starving. Very fancy bit of muck, muck. <laughs> Maybe less people would eat beef if that's how you had to say muck, it. Muck. Yeah. See, I love a cow. I love a cow's eyes. They've got yeah. beautiful, kind eyes with big, big lashes, mean. aren't they? Beautiful. They're surprisingly beautiful. They are beautiful creatures. I don't know how tameable they are. If you get a cow from birth and you're playing with it like you would a dog and all that kind of stuff, would it be a relatively all right pet to have? That's a good question. I don't know. If, I don't know. I've never heard of anyone having a pet cow. Mm. Obviously, size-wise, it's difficult. But if you've got a big house, yeah. what I'm saying is hypothetically... <laughs> You've lived with this cow your whole life. Would it, when you come in the room, be like, and like come over and see you? Was that it being happy or sad? That's a quite a happy yeah. one, I think. A moo. Mm. They don't do hard, a realistic they? moo. Yeah. They go like, moo. And like, There's yeah. no M there. It's more of a... That was awful. That was less know. like a cow. Was that good? I don't know. I think that's just... It's difficult, isn't it? Sounds like a, someone wheezing. Well, oh. Ian, this this silly cow 
got his head stuck. It's like proper stuck in a tree. Yeah, I've just got the picture up now. And the fire crew has had to come to the rescue. It says like the cow didn't know what it was doing. We don't know what the cow was doing. It was just being curious. It was looking in a tree. If I was a cow and Mm -hmm. I was in a field, not a lot's happening in the field. If there was a hole that my head could fit in, there is no way on the planet I wouldn't pop it through. Mm. The other cows are stupid for not being curious enough. So when they're saying the cow couldn't explain, <laughs> how do you think they'd react if they, they come over and they're like, oh, what's going on here? And the cow's like, what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. You'd be like, what, what the fuck? I mean, so it's not only in the headline. It also says further down. So it says, if no one knows what this young silly cow was actually looking for. <laughs> I mean, whoever's writing this is loving using silly cow. Yeah. Loving it. I feel like it's a dare. Like they've gone... I wonder if you could write an article calling someone a silly cow. And they've gone, yeah, can't. Yeah. No one knows what this young silly cow was actually looking for when she got her head tightly wedged in a tree. Then it says she was unable to offer any explanation as she was rescued by vets and firemen. Yeah, what are you, this is what are you expecting? I thought I saw some grass in there. Saw one of my exes and didn't want them to see me, so I just sucked my head in and was like, oh, it's too small and old, can't get it out. <laughs> oh, shit, there's Colin over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Colin's like, I recognise that behind anywhere. <laughs> I thought I'd got up the article, I put Silly Cow stuck in tree, like Metro, to yeah, find the same yeah. article. I was like, oh, shit, this isn't a Northern story, it happened in Cornwall, oh. but... Um, has it been but happening that, multiple times? Yeah. This one's called Nosy Cow. Got his head stuck oh, in it. Oh, bloody hell, journalists. But um, the first line of this article, like, you know, they have, like, the opening sentence in bold before you move yeah. on to it. Um, six words. This really is a stupid cow. <laughs> Full stop. I feel like these... Oh, is it really bad to presume that these are male writers who are just really enjoying yeah. being able to say this sort of thing? Is that yeah. really bad? Maybe Someone that's who's just been too dumped. cynical of me. Some misogynist is, who's been This dumped. is Rob. Let's do it. I hate my wife. I want to say the phrase silly cow. That's all I want <laughs> from this newspaper. Silly cow couldn't explain what she was doing <laughs> when she was kissing that guy. It does sound like... It does, not it? She couldn't offer any explanation <laughs> for, for why she got uh, edge Rob, stuck in the tree. Rob, is still about the... The cow we found in the field. The what? <laughs> this story, just to let everyone know, was from North Allerton, mm. which is very much the north. Yeah. Oh, um, have you ever seen an animal stuck in anything? I don't know if I have, actually. I've lived, I haven't lived a life, have I? <laughs> have I, you um, seen one? I rescued two dogs that were stuck on a building site. Stuck on a building yeah. site? Yeah. There was a building behind my parents' house, and there was two dogs stuck on a golden. I brought them home and I was like, Mum, I got these dogs. Can we keep them? She was like, no. I was like, I got them off the building site. What if they were like the security dogs on the building site mm. yeah, and you just took sense. them? And then someone robbed loads of um, equipment. Muckbrooks. <laughs> Gonna build a house with these muckbrooks. <laughs> What story are you bringing to the table? It's another story from the Metro. Here's the headline. Man who ate 124 kebabs in a month. (laughs) (laughs) Says it hurt him physically and psychologically. How many is that a day? 124? 24 a month. Say you got got yourself 30 days in a month. We're talking four a day. That's four a day? Four a day and some days you slip in an extra one in there. 
4.1 a day. People listen, I did that in my head. What um, were you on your phone for though? I was just time? checking. I was just checking that nobody was ringing to tell me I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you don't know. And yeah. You know what? All's good. Good. That is good, actually. <laughs> 120, but what's the most kebabs do you think you could eat in a month? If I had to, I could eat one a day. Mm. Are we talking like, because you can get, I had like a lovely sheesh kebab yesterday. Are we talking that kind of kebab or? I think it's basically it like, like a doner kebab. Yeah, it's oh, your standard. No. It looks like it's a big pitta filled with meat, chilies, veg. Oh, that's so many. It's big. He called it a one month epic kebabathon. <laughs> um, oh my Consuming God. a staggering 250,000 calories. That sounds like what a group of teenage lads would call like going to a beefer. Yeah. Kebab fun. We're gonna have a kebab fun. That's unbelievable mm. amounts. A good commitment, I would say, if you're putting a positive spin on it. Yep. He stuck to it. Des Breaky, his name is 36 from Manchester. He's he knows what he wants and he's yeah. stuck he's stuck to he's it. Done it, yeah. I once got three takeaways in a day. I think I've maybe got two. Before. Not like not all like terribly unhealthy. I mean, no takeaways probably going to be good, but not mm. like it's not like I got like three lots of pizza. I got something for lunch that was maybe like a pret, but yeah. like delivered. Oh, okay. Then, then I got a tea time meal, and then about two a.m. got um creams delivered. Creams. You know the, the the shop that does exclusively like really sugary desserts. Oh. <laughs> I like the sound of that. I thought you just meant mm. like a bit of whipped cream or something no in a bowl. Way. Creams yeah. and um, a school game. I'm going to be playing that um, build your own school game. Oh, yeah. Got. And um, oh, any, I'm any looking at creams? the Creams website now. <laughs> it's mm. good, isn't it? It's so good. Oh, God. Crepes, waffles, ice cream sundaes. I thought you were starting a rap then. <laughs> Crepes, waffles, <laughs> ice cream sundaes. That's my fun days. It's hard rapping, isn't it? It is hard, but do you know what? You made it look effortless then. Thank you. Yeah. It was just a, a depressing bit of information. If you're going to go a month yeah. having like four kebabs a day yeah. and you can't have other food, in my mind, there's a month you want to not do that in. A month where it's famous for food. There's other stuff going on. Can I guess? Yeah. March. No, December. December. <laughs> He's done it December. Idiot. The Christmas dad of two. Kebab? It even went without a roast Christmas dinner. Kebab Why? for Christmas. Kebab for New Year's Eve. Why? Is oh. he raising? Is he raising money? He's raising money for a children's hospice. I've just read that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, lovely bloke, lovely bloke, doing a good thing. Should have read the full article before we start the podcast. Yeah, he's raised £1,000 for Francis House Children's Hospice. Can and, I ask, um, how much has he spent on kebabs? Oh, yeah, so it's a deficit. Um, so they owe him... Yeah, they How are much in... is a kebab? Where's he from? He's from Manchester. Right, let me Average look Average kebab in Manchester. You're looking at about 550, 650. I'm going to go, let's go 6.50. 6.50 times 124. It's not looking good, is it? Mm. That's 806 pounds. Oh, so he has still made 194 pounds <laughs> for that children's hospice. Yeah, but he could have given them... Eight hundred and six pound, and not had the kebab. Yeah, but um, good for you. Well, yeah, put himself I... at risk there, actually. Yeah. Me? Oh, hang on. Oh, the two end paragraphs. There's yeah. redemption for this guy. Okay. So first off, he rotated between lamb, donna, chicken, and mixed meats. Mm-hmm. He spent hundreds of pounds of his own money on the kebabs, which ranged from five pounds, yes, to fifteen pounds. Oh. 
with some donated to him along the way. So that £1,000 has all gone to charity. Yeah. That's okay. all gone. Any money and years of his life that he's lost is on him. But what I'm saying is, he could have just given that, he could have given £1,000 to charity. Yeah, because he probably has he spent, spent like £1, £800. For sure. quid, yeah. If someone were 15. Yeah, he spent a he's grand. absolutely spent a grand. Yeah, I but guess fair what, what's enough, he doing he's in there? The news, he's raising awareness. Yeah, I guess you don't you don't make the metro for being man gives one thousand pounds to charity. No, it's just not enough to be newsworthy. I'm You're afraid. not going to make the metro like that, buddy. Yeah. You got to up your game. Up oh, now. Nah. And now we're joined by our guest correspondent Juno Dawson, who comes from Bingley. It was part of the Wapentak Wapentake of Skyrack. I don't know what any of that means. Well done, Ian. Thank you. What an intro for Juno. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Hi. So you're from Bingley? I'm from Bingers, yeah. Bingers. <laughs> Bingers. <laughs> Whereabouts do you live now? I live about as far away as you can get before you drop into the sea. I'm in Brighton now. <laughs> Do you travel back to Bingers much or are you kind of done with Bingers? No, I do. My my whole family are still in and around West Yorkshire. So my mum and my sister still live in Bingley and my dad lives just outside of Huddersfield in Brickhouse. You're full Yorkshire, Juno. You couldn't be more Yorkshire. I love it. Do you feel a connection to to Yorkshire or the North? It's a funny one. I sort of had I had to sort of leave in order to go back, if that makes sense. Hundred percent. Growing up in a small suburb was quite difficult at times. Then I I moved south for university, and now I really look forward to going back. And, and it feels nice that I've kind of like reconciled with Yorkshire because I mean, it, there's nowhere else like it in the world. It's the most beautiful part of the country, and I will not hear otherwise. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. I think I forgot that Bingley existed until I went on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> but what's it like there? It's famous for the Five Rise Locks. Oh. It's like a revolution of the industrial age, which is a five-part canal staircase. Oh, which here we go. Is, it is, do you know what? This doesn't sound like Disneyland, I grant you. <laughs> but it is something to behold when you see a barge go up. Like, it levitates <laughs> through the water. It is dimly impressive. Also, oh, wow. we have Damart, which is the home of thermal underwear. Thank you. Thermal underwear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a factory that makes it? Correct. Like, world-famous thermal underwear. Really? It is still, like, the best thermal underwear in the world. Oh, I don't wow. think I've ever worn thermal underwear. No. Well, I bet people in Bingley do, and I bet they're mm. walking around a bit happier than everyone else because all their bits are all nice and toasty and warm. Exactly. I've also never worn thermal underwear, <laughs> but I expect if you were like a hardcore, like Perla Explorer or something, mm. then I'm sure you are familiar with Damart Long Oh, time. yeah. If you're off to the North Pole, you've heard of Bingley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you got any stories or anything from the North that you want to share with us? You know, I left Bingley in 99 yeah. and I felt like I couldn't really be myself. And I think that's changed now. I, I think probably the North is more cosmopolitan than it was. As soon as I was able to get into Leeds, I spent my wayward teenage years in various Leeds nightclubs. (laughs) Is the cockpit still in Leeds? Yes, it is. And I have been there. Amazing. (laughs) We used to go to Poptastic on Thursday nights, which used to have Shag Tag. (laughs) Um, Does anywhere still do Shag Tag? Is that still a thing? What is Shag Tag? What if you tag someone, you you shag them? (laughs) Or you shag them and then they're it? (laughs) 
if only it was that simple. You, it was basically, so this was in the age before, I guess, before everybody had a smartphone. So what you would do is on your way through the door, the club management would stick like a numbered sticker on you. And then if you saw somebody you liked the look of, you could leave them a message. Mm. So like, you'd be like, hey, 618, <laughs> want to get a drink? <laughs> Or whatever. And so that was Shag Tag. Bring it back. Simpler times. Revive Shag Tag. I Bring say. it back. Yeah. A lot of your books are, are written in Hebden Bridge. Is that right? My most recent books are the Her Majesty's Royal Coven trilogy, which was a big hit last year. It went to number one. Yes. Well done. Congratulations. Hi. It was always the plan that it was set in Hebden Bridge. I, I came up with the idea while I was in Melbourne, touring some of my young adult fiction. And I just thought, right, I want to do like Desperate Housewives, but they're witches and they live in Hebden Bridge. There's something really, really special about Hebden Bridge. It's one of those places that kind of doesn't really make a lot of sense. <laughs> like it's this tiny little town, but it's like, it's so full of women and queer people, lots of lesbians, yeah. you know, it's very trans friendly. You know, I, I, in the novels, I tried to sort of like fathom how that town has developed such a reputation as being like an artistic centre. And, and all I can think it's like the Ted Hughes and Sylvia Plath effect, I guess, in that they moved there, I think, in the 60s or 70s. Right. And from there, like these communes of artists just sprang up in Hebden Bridge. And it's just kind of retained that sense of sort of quite radical artistic liberalism, I guess. And I still, I love going to Hebden Bridge. I think it's a very special place. There's nowhere else quite like it in I the totally country. I totally agree. I think it's a really magical place and it's so beautiful mm. and so small, but it feels powerful. <laughs> it's got so much power to it. It, it does. I mean, and you're right, it does feel quite witchy-woo. It does feel so witchy-woo. to set a book about a coven <laughs> there. What's next for you? So I'm about to do a massive tour. I'm touring both the UK and America. Wow. And then when I get back in July, I really do need to sit down and write book three, the third Majesty's Royal Coven book, because everybody's yes. waiting and I left everybody on a big cliffhanger. <laughs> so I need to do that. And so basically that's the rest of my year. Like July, just look, my diary in July just looks so beautifully empty. Oh. And then I'm going to come back from America and and do some writing, which is actually my job, funnily Well, enough. we've just been trying to use chat GPT to write an episode. So if, if you are struggling, you can just <laughs> bang the trilogy out on that. It won't, it won't be as how good. Now? How 2023. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us, Juno. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, good luck you with much. the tour and the writing. Thanks. Thank you very much. Bye, Juno. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Amy, we should talk about what's going on in our hometowns. Well, Ian, talking of food, mm -hmm. uh, I don't mean to put you off your kebab or your cake. What's this going to be? Well, let's just say there's a cake factory. Mm -hmm. And let's just say they make cakes for all the big supermarkets. Your Tesco's, your Aldi's. Your Sainsbury's, your Asda. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, a man has been sacked from the cake factory, which is in Hull. Mm hmm for urinating in a bin. That's all right. He hasn't pissed in a cake batter mix. But it's in a bin. There's definitely toilets on site. That is a good point. And it's inside the factory. Mm. And I just feel like if you're handling food, food goods, mm. I don't want it to be anywhere near any piss. 
And that's just me. Yeah, well, you got high standards. That's just me. What can I say? Yeah. I don't like my cakes to be near other people's piss. Yes. You've always had London's a, a real high impression me. of yourself. <laughs> oh, oh, Amy Gleddle won't be won't have her cake near someone else's piss. I won't. I will not. You've changed. How close? Say there was a cake you really wanted. Mm. How close to somebody else's piss could it get before What's the you piss? Is the piss like loose or is it like a glass? Because this bin's enclosed. This bin is enclosed. The, say there's a pint glass and it's half full. Yeah. Or half empty, maybe you're an optimist, um, <laughs> of piss. Yeah. And that glass is touching the cake. Oh. But the piss isn't, but the glass is. But you can smell the piss. Yeah, and I think the, the particles breeze into the air. Oh. Yeah, I would probably just be like, I've got enough money to buy a, a fresh cake yeah. that hasn't been near piss. I found out that men obviously have urinal cakes. Mm. And the first time I heard urinal cake, I was like, you go in and you eat, you get a cake. You can eat a cake when you go for a piss. Mm, we've all learned the hard way. <laughs> I was like, I'd love a little toilet mm. buffet. And they look and smell quite delectable. What do they smell of? All like sorts. Lemon and stuff. Yeah, lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Tiramisu. <laughs> Much of those, those are the two flavours. <laughs> we do two flavour uh, cakes for toilet. <laughs> Tiramisu and lemon. Imagine like a guy who's got a business selling urinal cakes, but he's not realised it's not just a cake. Come round, put some tiramisu in your urinal. It's just actual tiramisu. <laughs> I put, yeah, we put a Victoria sponge in there. Yeah. I still don't understand why. <laughs> but people say, I heard urinal people cakes and I thought, it. got a couple of stale Victoria sponges yeah. left over. Do men ever buy urinal cakes? Well, no, you wouldn't. Well, no, you've got to have your eye on your ass. I'll tell you what I bought, though, recently. <laughs> I got one of those, um, you know, you have the little things you hook onto your toilet and it's got a yeah, little yeah, sort yeah. of air freshener. Every flush, fresh. Blue, but, um, where it turns it blue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got one that comes in like a fucking pipe that you like go, and you stick Ooh, it on the... Ooh, I them. Is it good? And you stick it on the side. Like a little hard jelly. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, this jelly's going to just come off in a flush. Yeah. You can't get rid of this jelly. <laughs> My old toilet's jelly. Just a wall of jelly now, but it smells incredible. <laughs> Rock hard jelly just all over the toilet. But I think that shows people that you care. Yes. When they go it to does, your house, yeah. they use your toilet. Like, this lad, he cares about toilet hygiene. I'm always impressed if I go to someone's house and I flush and the water comes out blue or purple, I'm like, they're doing all right. Mm. They've got their lives together. They've got the shit together. Yeah. Have you ever seen them um, poo drops? From Aesop? I don't know. The post poo drops? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I bought some of them for my Ooh. family for Christmas. I thought it'd make them laugh. Yeah. But um, I was also slightly like, um, I was trying to get across them, like, realise these have cost me like 40 quid. Like, They're 40 quid. Aesop's outrageous. I stayed over at someone's house for a couple of weeks before I moved into like a new place and I used a lot of their hand wash and it was Aesop. And I was like, oh, I'm mm. going to buy them a fresh Aesop hand wash. Went into the place at King's oh, Cross. That's nice. No prices on them. <gasps> so we ordered it and they were like, oh, it was something like £38 or £43. And I nearly said, fuck off to this yeah, person. Yeah, of course. Bodily, I went back, fuck. What? <laughs> but um, no, I had to pay for it. <gasps> oh, God. That's it's a lot it's for awful a hand wash. when they don't have prices on. What do you think is the most you've paid for a hand wash? Mm, I think I've paid about 60 quid for a candle. <sighs> Biac, again, didn't know. 
I was like, I know it'll be like quite expensive. So in my head, I was like, maybe 28 quid. Mm. But then they'd already sort of, do you want it gift wrapped? Yeah, gift wrap it. Do whatever you want with it. That's why you come in. Guess how much I've paid for a single toothpaste before? A tube. Like a tube of toothpaste. 15 quid. 26 pounds. Oh, Ian, why? Because, as I said, I think, I believe episode one or two of the podcast, I grind my teeth. I've got a bit of sensitivity. Yeah. This toothpaste is like, it's some magic shit. It's like top-notch scientific enamel fucking stuff. Is it the same stuff that you put in your toilet? Is it that hard gel? Yeah, it's, like a... it is the gel. Because <laughs> 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 then nothing can get What's your teeth. What's it called? I think it's called like High Smile. We've, I feel like we've digressed from the guy pissing in the cake factory. Yeah. I just want you to know that he pissed in um, an area that was contained away from the cakes and then they cordoned it off and he was sacked. Well, I think they've overreacted there. Well, no, don't piss in a bit. Like, if even if you were in an office, if we were in this office now and producer Anya just, just went for a piss in the bin, you'd be like... No, I'm sorry. This is unacceptable. There's a type. Mm. This is unacceptable. But I, I would admire her commitment to the mm. podcast. Yeah, fair. She didn't want to leave. We're recording. <laughs> yeah, fair. Have All a right. professional outlook, for God's sake. You know what? You, yeah, you're right. There's a time and a place, and maybe, maybe sometimes you just got piss in a bin. Yeah. In the last bit of the podcast, I'd, I'd love a little piss sound effect to come on at some point. Well, it wouldn't be a little piss sound. Pissing into a bin would be so loud. If it was an empty bin, it'd be like, dor, 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 wouldn't it? <laughs> you look like <laughs> a fucking Spanish dancer. <laughs> like with a maracas. <laughs> you made it look... Um... Dor, 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 dor. <laughs> I felt like someone being shot with a machine gun. You know in Partridge, yeah, percent yeah. shot. Like oh, one of those um, sound effects, like CDs that you get. Yeah. With, like people drinking in a pub and you hear like glasses chinking yeah. and stuff like that. And they're like, pissing in a bin. <laughs> oh, if it's a bin that's got stuff in it, it'd be more like. You're amazing at this end. Oh. Wow, what was going to get on? Britain's got talent with that. Do you think? Mm. <laughs> and what are you going to be doing? I'm going to be doing different types of pissing in a bin noise. <laughs> You shout out what's in the bin <laughs> and I'll do it. Oh, that's so funny. Also, because every time it's just shit as well. It's always a bad noise. Oh, God. <laughs> I hope you're still I listening. I, I hope you're still listening. I forgot where I was. Went into piss bin world. Tip podcasts. So, Ian, what on earth has been happening in ghoul please well i'd like to tell you about something that this happened a while ago and i remember it happening you specifically remember this happening while you were in ghoul i i don't know if i was in ghoul but i remember it causing a ruckus so halifax bank they did an advert in ghoul and it's basically like lots of people sitting on one bench outside a branch of halifax and the tagline is it's a people thing. And it's supposed to be like, it's all about the people, yeah. this is ghoul. But the people of ghoul complained because it made ghoul look quite nice. <laughs> they complained because it looked yeah. nice? What do but you mean? Basically, people were like, ghoul's a shithole and it's <laughs> underfunded. And that advert oh has God. made it look nice and more sort of like um, culturally dynamic than it is. 
Oh, I see. So they've sort of enhanced it, yeah. but not in an authentic way. No, they've added ah. a farmer's market in the background, CGI hanging baskets. No way. They've turned the pawnbrokers on the side to be like a grocer's, and then they've got like um, young kids, people from different cultures and backgrounds all mingling, and Gull's basically gone, um, we're shit. We've got a pawnbrokers. We're a bit racist. We don't have hanging baskets. <laughs> Whatever this place is looks fucking lovely. <laughs> what are you doing? Wow. So, yeah, they basically... I sort um, of feel like good for them, really, because you'd sort of think, oh, that's my hometown and it's being represented in an incredible light there. You'd sort of feel like, oh, you know, brilliant. Mm. That's what we could aspire to be. But they've gone, no, we're shit. And they start making the point, right, look, this town's underfunded, it doesn't have anything, and you've come here and they've brought in a fake farmer's market. That's really That's like a set. The thing that I found um, funniest, apparently some locals were upset because they saw the shoot and mistakenly thought new shops had opened. Oh, no. And so there's people going down the street like, oh, we've got a farmer's market. Oh. We've got a farmer's market now. And then it got bundled into the back of a van at the end of the shoot and everyone's like, they're driving off. With the gentrification. <laughs> like chasing Come after on. Going, Come back. Back to London. Back to London with this veg. Oh, no way. Yeah. So has Halifax commented? In response, a spokesperson for the Halifax said, we're proud to have filmed our latest Halifax advert in Ghoul and while we preserved the scene featured as far as possible, we had no choice. <laughs> we had no choice but to use some digital edits so that we'd only show the branding that we're allowed to. They can't show the branding of uh, Ramsden's pawnbrokers. They can make up a fictional shop. You could have made up a fictional pawnbrokers. No, greengrocer. And they had no choice but to CGI in some hanging baskets. (laughs) They didn't have a choice, Amy. (laughs) We want hanging baskets in here. But, But they don't have hanging baskets. Put them in on the computer. They had Couldn't no they choice. Have just bought some hanging baskets and left them. Amy, can I just read what they said again? They had no choice. <laughs> You're giving them a, another well, option. Just doing the best, aren't they? Yeah. Huge conglomerate Halifax. They're just trying. Yeah. But how bleak is it that that's Why don't the they shoot it in Halifax? Town? Yeah. Where it all began. Do you remember Harold from the Halifax? Yeah. They had no choice but to get rid of him, apparently. <laughs> How do you personally feel about the advert? Um, yeah, it, it made it look like what a sweet, wholesome, lovely, everyone's welcome and all this kind yeah. of stuff. And I do think, and listen, if, if you're listening from Goal, which you might be with the podcast that mm-hmm. lies about Goal, I do think that some people in Goals, it's made it seem like uh, everyone's welcome here. And you're like... You don't, I don't think you make everyone feel welcome. So do you worry some people from other countries are looking at specifically the Halifax advert? Yeah. Wherever that utopia is, mm. I want to be there. Let's go to Ghoul. <laughs> everyone's welcome. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, basically we've we've been depicted in quite a nice way and everyone's kicked off and gone, that ain't the Ghoul I know. Fair play. Mm. Fair play. Honesty is the best policy. You'd normally presume it would be the other way around. Sometimes Hull's depicted with... 
because we've got a bad reputation, it'll be like, oh, look at this shit bit of hull. And we'll be like, no, actually, there's good bits. Mm. But I do appreciate it the other way around, where it's like, no, actually, we're shit, what are you doing? Yeah. That looks nice. That's Stop it. Real pride has to yeah. go both ways. Yeah, it does. Of like, hey, actually, you're making us look like twats there. Yeah. And we're not. But conversely, you have to be like, hey, we're twats. <laughs> You've made us look all right. <laughs> we are we know what, what we, we are. are. And we are twats. We're a bit twatty. I like people from Ghoul, I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, I'm not calling all people from Ghoul twats. No, I know. I Before know. next time I go there to visit my family and there's a, <laughs> a mob with, like, burning sticks. I don't, I've, I've, burning I've, sticks? <laughs> Bloody hell. In- incense. <laughs> a mob coming over here smelling lovely. <laughs> like, what do we want? <laughs> a lighter. <laughs> A little tray to catch the ash. Well, there we go. We've explored the northern news mm. yet again. You'd think we had fucking lights on our heads and hel- helmets because we're exploring <laughs> so much. You'd think we were silly cows. We've got our you heads into the news silly this cow. much. Um, we'll be back with more northern news, mm. won't we? I hope, I, I hope to God we will be because it's a too. weekly podcast. Yeah. And if we're not back next week, something's happened to us. Uh-oh. If we're not back next week, don't listen to whatever they're saying in the news. <laughs> if they're saying that the podcast has been cancelled, it ain't. Someone's done something to us. I tell you who it is. Bloody Halifax Bank. Halifax Bank. They've put hanging baskets up where the sun don't shine. Yeah, don't trust them. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank As you. ever, it's been such a treat. And thank you, of course, to our special guest, Juno Dawson. And her book, The Shadow Cabinet, is out now. Now? Yeah, get to the bookshops. Join the Patreon. Please join the Patreon. Okay. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye. I'm sorry. Hello, everyone. It's Ian Smith here from Northern News, the podcast you are currently listening to. And I'm here to tell you that I'm recording my multi-award-nominated solo show, Crushing, on Tuesday the 4th of June at the Pleasance Theatre in London. But I'd love to see some Northern News listeners there. We're recording this show. It's going to live online forever. So the more supportive a crowd, the better. Hope to see you there.